awaken your soul. The show which brings you inspiring, empowering, and sometimes, quite frankly, mind-blowing conversations about life, death, and everything in between. This is a place which will open up your mind and take your soul for a spin. My name is Agnes, and I'm your host. Let's begin this dance. So if you like horses and you feel connected to animals and you are into a high vibrational energies, places with a very special energies and you're into uh, discovering different ancient wellness practices, you're gonna love this conversation as I had a pleasure to talk with a beautiful goddess herself. Her name is Lindsay and Lindsay is a coach and she's a healing arts coach. She works with horses in many different ways to provide different types of therapy for people and she is a Reiki master, she's an experienced yoga teacher and meditation teacher and I discover Lindsay on Instagram. I was really drawn to her beautiful pictures. Her pictures were just so feminine. There was that energy about them I absolutely love and horses. I mean they're they are everywhere and I will be attaching link to Lindsay's Instagram and you have to check her out. So I've connected with Lindsay and she does such a beautiful work with cultivating the connection to earth and to those healing modalities and the connection with animals. It's incredible and I can't wait to go to Ohio to experience some of the incredible incredible work Lindsay does and we also talk uh, during the conversation about Ojai which is an incredible place there is just something so special so Lindsay is telling us a little bit more about what that is so I hope you're gonna enjoy the conversation and maybe it will inspire you to connect a little bit more with nature and animals and Lindsay was just so lovely to talk to. So I'm excited for you to learn more about what Lindsay does. All right. So I'm here with a beautiful goddess and a very special guest, Lindsay. And Lindsay, I want to welcome you to my podcast. And I am so excited to connect with you and have this conversation and have a chance to hear about all this beautiful work you do. So welcome. Thank you so much, Agnes. It's such a pleasure to be here with you and connect with you on a deeper level and just chat with all all of your followers. I'm really excited for the journey we're going to go on. Yay, that is so exciting. And I have to say that we've connected on Instagram. So we've never met in real life. <laughs> but I was so drawn, first of all, to all the work you are doing. Because it's around all the things I love and they're very dear to my heart. But also your beautiful photos and the stories you tell. And I could tell there's this beautiful feminine energy about you. 
and that connection with nature, which really was, I felt like, okay, you are the person I would love to talk to on my podcast. So I'm super, super. Thank you so much. So Lindsay, let's start with the place where you live, because you do live in Ojai, California, and I think it's a magical place. Like, I have to say, I've only been there twice, but from the first time, I felt like there was, there was a very special energy about the place, and I felt something incredibly beautiful and powerful. So I would love to talk to you. What is it? Like, what is this incredible thing about Ojai? Oh, I love that's such a fun question. Ojai is actually situated on some ley lines within the earth. And I don't know if you know what ley lines are, but basically the earth has a whole bunch of different electromagnetic fields around it. And there are certain places on the earth where that field is actually very, very strong. And there's a website and I can actually link it for you after the podcast that will explain it better than I can. But actually, Ojai is magical, A, because of the beauty. <laughs> we have the beautiful mountains, and right now the rivers are flowing, and I actually was a little late to the podcast because I was dipping in the river. But there is so much beautiful nature in Ojai. But in addition to that, it is actually on these ley lines. And these ley lines are basically energetic portals, if you will, that contain a certain vortex. And I didn't know this until maybe a year ago. And after reading about it, I have this moment of, oh, that's why Ojai is so magical. And yes, that is a part of it. But what really makes Ojai so magical is, again, just the nature and the mountains. And we're, you know, very connected to the Chumash uh, in this direction. And of course, the community here is very small. So it has a really nice small town vibe to it still. And um, I've been living in Ojai now just about a year and a half. I've been in Southern California for quite some time, but my husband and I landed here on some horse property and we just love it. Uh, now that I'm here, I, I can't imagine being anywhere else. Yeah, I could really see that because like I love California generally and Santa Monica where I live, I love it. But I went to, when I went to visit Ojai, I actually right away got that thought in my head, like I could live here, which made me feel so good. And I think it's like you said, is that energy of the land it's the beautiful nature and the people are so nice and it's just like felt like I don't know there was like this slower more mindful feeling there like you could like appreciate each single moment so oh I love that I love that you had that experience I mean I especially given what's going on in the world right now, I definitely feel so incredibly grateful to be here. And you're right. It's definitely a very conscious community. And in the last year and a half that I've been here, I'm in 2019, I realized that I had made more new, tighter friendships than I've ever made in my life. And it was because of the place that I'm in and the people that I'm around and just such a beautiful community. So I love that you have that experience as well absolutely and i'll definitely plan to visit ohio soon because i miss it yeah. 
<laughs> well, as soon as this is all over, you got to come out for a visit. Absolutely. And you mentioned that you are on a horse property. And that was one of the first thing I've noticed on your beautiful pictures, all the incredible horses. And I know that you do work with horses. So could you just talk a little bit about that? Oh, I would love to. It's my favorite topic. <laughs> so I have, so just to give a little bit of background, I have been working with horses from a very, very young age. I started off with training horses that were pretty much the ones that no one else wanted to work with. And I was about 10 years old and my parents could not afford to give me riding lessons. And so my dad took me to the ranch one day and he went to the manager and he said, Hey, if my daughter mucks and stalls, can she have some riding lessons? And so, of course, the lady said yes and gave me all the crazy horses, but it was perfect. And I didn't care because I was so passionate about horses and I just love them so much that it didn't matter if the horse was trying to kill me. I was bound and determined to understand it and be a friend and and whatnot. And actually, the first time that I ever rode a horse, so I grew up and I was dyslexic. And for those listeners who don't know what that is, that's basically just kind of like your wires in your brain are crossed between your left and your right. So sometimes you might think that your right is your left or your left is your right. Or sometimes you'll like read a number. And if it's, you know, one five, you might read it as five one. And so when I was growing up, I had challenges in school. And the very first time I ever rode a horse I'll never forget it. It was a transformative moment in my life and one that's like a flash memory that I can recall so clearly. The lady hands me the reins and she says to me, okay, Lindsay, so to make the horse go left, you're going to use your right leg. And to make the horse go right, you're going to use your left leg. And to most people, that would be very confusing. (laughs) But to my brain, it was like this like the angel sang and all of a sudden everything in my world was finally easy and effortless and it was in that moment where I really had this connection with something that was so much greater than myself and I was already so you know incredibly interested and curious about horses and then when that moment happened it was like okay this makes sense and I had the most amazing day riding and then after that is when my father actually talked to the barn lady he could see how happy I was and from there so my work with horses I always say you know started when I was very very young because I had such a personally transformative healing experience. And basically from a very young age on, I have been dedicating my life to working with horses. I actually went to school for equine science and management, and that's been a big part of my path. And it wasn't until 2000. 17, 16-ish, that I started utilizing courses into the different therapies that I offer and healing services that I offer. So what I offer now is an opportunity for people to come and connect with the horses on many different levels. So it could be a soul herd session, which would include visiting the herd, reviewing the herd together, taking in their energy, really connecting on a very subtle level. You know, horses are masters of subtlety and it's been a blessing and a gift in my work and working with them 
to be able to understand and read that and then help other people connect with their beautiful grace and strength and power and how being around horses really allows us the opportunity to tap into different areas of ourselves. Mm, that is so beautiful. Like, yeah, I've always uh, had that fascination with horses because you just see, like you said, like beautiful strength and there's that energy about them, you know, like they own themselves. Yeah. I've never really been riding horses much but a couple of years ago I went to Malibu and I really felt like I needed I needed something for my soul so I took a thing lesson and it was incredible because as a ballroom dancer I'm used to connect with my partner right and there's really not much of a verbal communication so when I was riding it just felt so familiar you know there was a physical contact and there was that energetic understanding it almost felt like a dance. Yeah, that's so beautiful. I can so relate. I actually grew up as a competitive figure skater. And so when I saw your ballroom, I thought, oh my gosh, she's a dancer. And yeah, I, I have to agree. It, it is, you know, working with horses is definitely, it's a hundred percent an energetic exchange. And that's one of the things that I love so much about you know, working with horses one-on-one -on -one, and then working with horses and women or horses and children or horses and men is just how their energy really will carry the conversation. And it's so, so beautiful to watch. Mm. And what would you say, and I'm sure there are many different things, but what is like the most common thing you observe with people that they can heal or overcome? What's kind of like the transformation, the most common thing? Yeah, I, lo I love that question. I definitely would say an empowerment and peace. Mm. Definitely, definitely a peace because when I host my sessions, you know, it's from a very mindful place. You know, we start with the meditation we really tap into the earth. We tap into Ohi. We tap into the energy of the horse, the energy of the person. So it's a very mindful and restorative experience for the most part, unless we're planning a full moon ceremony with the horses, which is a whole other like wild dance, which is really fun. But most of the work that I offer is really coming from a place of grounding. You know, there's so much chaos and disorder and just craziness going on in the world. And so, you know, horses really offer people the opportunity to ground down. So I'd say like peacefulness and grounding is probably one of the you know, more consistent benefits that people will get. Mm, yeah, I could definitely see that because horses, they seem so grounded, right? They seem so aware and very peaceful too. And yet they can just run so quickly and you can see the power and the joy, right? But they can come as well. They're so beautiful. I agree. They're magnificent creatures and I... I honestly, I feel so grateful that, you know, my, my life called me to a place to really have such a deep appreciation for horses <laughs> from such a young age. And now to, you know, be able to share their magic with others is just, I mean, it's such a gift. Yeah, and I think it's so lucky when you can actually find that passion so early on, right? Yeah. You know, it's rare. Like, I definitely understand that because with me, with dancing was the same thing. But I talked to so many in their 30s sometimes and they still feel like they still don't really know what they are 
passionate in life, right? They've done a couple of things, you know, but it's nothing which really made their soul really happy when they felt like, wow, you know, I can't think of anything else. This is what I was meant to do. So it's such a rare gift, I think, to experience that. I so agree. I think that that was said beautifully. I think that our gifts come to us at at many different times. And for me, you know, I always knew deep down in my heart from probably the first moment I sat on that horse and rode it that I wanted to have horses in my life forever. And I didn't quite know how that was going to pan out. You know, I went to school for equine management and equine science, as I mentioned, and figured out very quickly that that actually was not going to sustain me. And so I had to shift gears and I've actually been doing a lot of sales and marketing for the last 15 years. And it was actually through getting back into a yoga practice that really made me open my eyes to the opportunity of combining, you know, horses and healing and mindfulness. And so it's interesting how, you know, deep down in my heart, I wanted horses to be a livelihood for me. And I didn't really exactly see the path of how that could happen. And then it was through my mindfulness and through my practices of honoring my path, I think, and just continuing down the path that the path actually presented itself to me. (laughs) So it was pretty, pretty magical that way. Yeah, you know, that is so inspiring, because so many people I think can really relate with that, that they do have like a passion, but they feel like they cannot make a living out of it, right? Mm -hmm. There is that separation. Yes, I know what I love to do, but I cannot be sustained by it. So that's really, really amazing that just staying on the path and getting deeper and, you know, sooner or later, if that is something which you're really passionate about, you will find a way and it's not to give up. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's exactly the message. Don't give up. Just keep going. And, you know, I think I think in life, it's important to remember that it is a timing thing, you know, and and it's funny, because when you're in that moment, and you want something so badly, and you're like, I just want this to happen, and you can't really quite see why it's not happening. And then later down the road, when it does finally all blossom, it ends up just coming into view greater than you could ever imagine. At least that's been my experience. And I'm so grateful for that. Yes, thank you for saying that. I needed to hear that because I'm definitely (laughs) one of those people who can get so passionate about something and I wanted yes and it's just like that that allowance and patience and knowing that it's gonna happen the right time so thank you for saying that (laughs) you're welcome I'm glad well it's honestly it's been a common theme in my life especially as of recent you know given what the state of the world is in with COVID-19 and how our lives are all shifting so much and you know, we're all figuring out new ways to live. And it's been very interesting for me because I've been hosting women's circles and a freedom facilitator for empowering feminine embodiment. And with COVID breaking out, I've had to take my work online. And I always knew that it was something I wanted to do, but I had no plans of really diving into it the way that I have had to step up with COVID kind of coming into the picture. Like it was almost like because of this crazy shift, my spirit went, okay, and now it's time to go online. And I've done that. And now that I've done it, I've like received this wave of confirmation of, 
okay, and that's why you didn't need to rush. The divine timing of you starting right now was the was for me and my journey, the perfect time to start offering my online services. And it's really been, I've been really sitting with that. The last, I started doing more online courses and live Zooms in March. And I'm really sitting with that. And I'm really observing that. And what does that mean? And how, you know, taking the lessons, I guess, is what I mean to say, you know, taking the lessons from waiting and not being so anxious because now that I'm in it and I'm blooming in a whole different way with my clients, it's really special and it feels so right. And it's something that I couldn't have manufactured, right? Like me trying to manufacture that feeling would be so different than it just blowing and opening as it did. And I'm just so grateful for that. <laughs> mm, yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's, you know, it takes a lot of openness and I feel like flexibility to be able to do that because I think, you know, as human beings can be so stubborn and we feel so safe doing things mm. it's done. And sometimes things like that, you know, there are blessings in disguise, right? Which are opening these beautiful opportunities, but we have to allow it to be open open to it right and to let go we know and try and so often we discover something so much greater but it takes courage to do that because it's unknown right it's a major shift yeah I love I love that you just said it takes courage because courage has actually been on the front of my brain for a couple weeks now and I could not agree with you more it does take courage there is a vulnerability and showing up in new ways and you know it can be nerve-wracking to show up in those new ways but every time I do it, I feel better and I feel more empowered and I feel like I'm really living my truth. And God, that just feels really good. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, I, I read once that courage comes from the word heart, right? And it's just like when I read that, it's like, oh my God, this just makes so much sense. You know, it's not that ability to push through or do things despite the fear. It's really open up our heart and try yeah. and allow it so it's a beautiful process I'm so glad that you are doing so well and expanding and you know and being able to connect with probably a lot lot of people right being able to do it online yeah it's been mind-blowing honestly I did not expect for everything to flow as well as it has. I've been having ceremonies with women from all over the world. My last one, I had girls from France and Germany and Tijuana. And I mean, these girls are logging on at midnight to be in ceremony and in circle. And it's so incredibly inspiring to feel and look, I don't want to paint the picture that, oh, everything's so easy and everything's flowing because it's definitely not. But I'm definitely making sure that I take the time to create that space in my life and then also transfer that over into my offerings. And, you know, one of the things that I'm seeing so much from these circles is the divine feminine is rising. There is no question, sister. <laughs> it is rising. And I see so many beautiful women waking up, showing up, doing the work. And I am just so, so incredibly inspired. And that keeps me inspired. You know, having 
that sisterhood is absolutely sacred to me and my work. And it's been sacred in my own personal development. And that's part of the reason that I now share this and facilitate this with women. I've actually been training with Shiva Ray since 2017 in the art of hosting women's circles. And I'm just now in the end of 2019, really stepping into this role And then as we've just mentioned, just now in March, really stepping in even more online. So feel the divine feminine rising within not only me, but my sisters around me is so incredible to witness. And it gives me so much hope. Oh, yes. I am so looking forward to take part in your circle in the church because I feel like it's such an incredibly powerful work. And, you know, I'm sure you know that better than anybody that, you know, I think like women, you know, got lost in feeling that feminine power inside of them, right? Because we wear so many hats and and for so many years in the world I think what's very rewarded are the the masculine traits right they seem like they are the superior the you know the clear thinking and the intelligence and and all those things whereas those feminine qualities they seem like oh you know they don't matter as much and I've been noticing a huge shift as well and actually I've heard from a lot of my very conscious aware male friends that they start to see that as well and they absolutely love it to see women really connect with their feminine power so the work you do is just so incredibly beautiful and needed so thank you for that Lindsay oh thank you so much Agnes yeah so tell us a little bit more out because I'm sure a lot of women probably going to be intrigued is okay so yes what is that feminine power and how can I awaken can that right because we all have it in it's it's in our nature but what type of rituals or what kind of tools you use to really like awaken or get connected to that feminine power yes I love that so there's many different tools that I use so as I mentioned I've been studying for years to learn these crafts from my teachers and guides and then to offer this and so a lot of the work that we do to activate awaken and transform the feminine is going to be through a lot of mindfulness and holistic practices. So that like a ceremony, for example, right, that would include practices of meditation, yoga, and I actually want to talk a bit about the yoga because this is a really important piece of the embodiment that I teach. And it's a major part. When I started, you know, I I grew up as a figure skater. So very similarly to you, I have a deep rooted connection to mind body and rhythm and energy and moving with music and moving with a partner. And when yoga entered my life, I kind of did what most Westerners do. And I went, go, go, go. And I went to all the peak asanas and I really crammed my body into places that felt awful. And then one day I took a class that was from Prana Vinyasa, which is Shiva Ray style. And this is a lunar class. And in the particular style of yoga that I teach, there's two different pathways. One is called solar, which would be considered, you know, very difficult asanas, difficult flow, more high power, high energy strength. And we all need that. 
And then on the other side of it is the lunar aspect. And the lunar aspect is really where I started to connect with yoga in a much different, much more intimate way. And it's not to say that one or the other is bad because I have both a solar and a lunar practice, but there's a time and a place for both in our lives. We wouldn't want to, so basically how I would lead you to awaken your femininity is if you came to me, Agnes, and you said, Lindsay, I'm feeling tired. I feel run down. I feel like I just going to hit the floor. Then for that day's practice, I would take you through very nurturing flows. So we wouldn't be aggravating your system further. We wouldn't be tiring your system further by making you push through it, Agnes. (laughs) We would actually first assess where you at. After we have the answer to that, then we can begin to find out where we need to flow from there. So everything that I teach is from a place of being aware, listening to the subtleties, listening to what it is you have coming up in an hour from now, right? What are the things that you need to do? And what is the space that you're holding in your own life for your family members and your community that you're responsible for? So it's really all coming from a place of how can we make our yoga a living yoga so that it truly serves us and does not deplete us. Mm. And so with that, yeah, I, I, I took this class and I was completely transformed and I went, oh my God, there's a whole different way to do yoga and I love it. And I went and studied with my master and it's completely changed my life. And that's why I now share what I share is because as you said, women have been, you know, and it's through no fault of, of anyone. It's just our, it's just our society. And the way that the world's been ran and there's so many women like you said who are who are wearing so many different hats and so tapping into the feminine through a practice that really honors where you are and more importantly what I see women have a hard time with is being okay with where we are right so a big part of what I teach is showing up to your practice, you know, and I actually had to practice this myself on Sunday. On Sunday, I, this last Sunday that passed, I had a little bit of time in the afternoon that was, you know, the sun was coming through the window and all I wanted to do was just lay in the sun and enjoy. And I did that. I laid down and I started to enjoy. And then what happened? I'm sure you can guess my mind started going a million miles a minute. And I started giving myself self-talk that was negative. Oh, you're being lazy or you need to work on this project and all these things. And, you know, it's just a constant practice of bringing ourselves back into the present moment back into asking those deep questions of, you know, what do we need right this moment? And what is truly going to serve me in this moment so that I can move forward into being my best self, into transforming my life into the way that I really want to transform. Mm. So I know I've said a lot there. So it'd be a, a mix of, you know, meditation and yoga and journal prompts and a little bit of sensual rhythmic dance. And of course, there's some equine facilitated healing and learning as an addition. If you're into that and that's something that you want to explore, we can bring that in because, you know, tapping into the feminine energy is really tapping into our true nature. And so it's through connecting with nature that we can really begin to embody 
Mm. more feminine ways of living that is so so beautiful it made me think of it's you're so right that it's so hard for people to be where we are we always want to be somewhere else we always feel like we should be doing more or achieving more right yeah that feel of being satisfied it's like Oh, it's so common. And I definitely, as you shared, I suffer from that too. And I remember when this year was starting, I was like, okay, I'm gonna pick a mantra for myself for this year. And the mantra was just be where you are. Mm. And, you know, it's, it's a practice, right? I have to remind myself, but, you know, being more aware of that is just, it's really, it changes everything. It changes. It's like you mentioned about like nurturing yourself and paying more attention what you need at given time rather than trying to push through it right and do the things against what we feel and when we end up so like frustrated and depleted and no matter what we do you know even if we have the success we just don't feel happy so Mm. yeah so that's that's beautiful I think we definitely need that you know because I think it comes sometimes from feeling like we're just not enough yeah I agree yeah I mean society tells us we're not enough you know the internet tells us we're not enough makeup I mean there's so you know there's so many different outlets and you know it is really hard to quiet the noise and I think that that's why I'm so incredibly passionate about this work is because as you just said you know it's really transformed your own life, right? Like having your daily ritual of reciting your mantra and having something that that grounds you and allows you to return back to your center, like having that little reminder. And so those are basically all the different tools that I teach. You know, I teach mantra, I teach mudras. And if, you know, you have listeners who don't know what mantras and mudras are, they're basically energetic you know, either hand positions or liberation through vibration through speaking something, right? So it's the intention of having the words and what is the intention behind your mantra and through all those different practices that I basically share with my clients. And then we shape, we kind of do like a roadmap or a guide that is really more suitable for their own way of sacred living. And that's really how I like to say it is what I teach is really practical tools for sacred living. Mm, That's amazing. And I think those rituals are so beautiful, you know, and sometimes they can be really small ones, right? But they can be centered. Yeah. And I know you have beautiful ceremonies and rituals you do. And what would you suggest for maybe some women who don't have access necessary to different people like you? Although now being online, that's not an excuse, right? (laughs) (laughs) But let's feel like okay they maybe live in a place when there is not a lot of access to like nature or like spiritual community what they can do maybe like a on daily basis like a small thing when they can start to cultivate that I love this question Agnes because it's so simple it's so simple So what I would recommend for anyone in that situation, and there's so many, I'm sure of your listeners who are in urban settings who are not connected to nature, a very easy thing that you can do is simply when you wake, greet the sun. And before you go to sleep, say goodnight to the moon. Living in rhythm with nature, even if you're in an apartment 
you can still, hopefully you've got a window, you can still look outside your window and see the daylight. So my recommendation would simply be find a way to connect with the sunlight, either through a window or go outside, even if it's just for three to five minutes, however much time you have. And then at night, if you can't see the moon, at least just look out to the dark sky. And then one other thing I would say that is that has transformed my own practice, and I know some for my clients as well, is going into a full body pranam. And I'll explain what a pranam is. So basically how it would work is you would come down onto the ground, you would get onto all fours, and then you would lower your body completely onto the ground so that your body and your, your belly and your chest, the tops of your legs are all laying flat out on the ground. Like envision a shavasana, but opposite. Instead of your belly up, your belly on the floor. And then you would simply bring your hands underneath your forehead to rest as a little pillow. And the pranam is, even if you're in an apartment building that is 50 stories up, there's something very grounding that happens when we connect our belly with the earth. And so I'd say that that's another practice that people can do that's easy, that's a good resource. So again, staying connected with the moon and sun and then coming into a pranam every now and again. And when you come into the pranam, you know, be there for 30 seconds to five minutes or 15 minutes, however long you need. And pranam really just means full body prayer. So in this space, you can come and you can cry your tears into the floor if that's what you need to do. Or you can come and you can celebrate in this space. And, and it's a practice that I've adopted and it's been very transformative for me. And it's so easy. Mm, that's so interesting you know I've never heard of that so thank you Lindsay that and it's so simple right like I've always gone to like sitting on the floor very often like even in my apartment I rather sit on the floor than like on a chair or a couch yeah <laughs> yeah even now I'm actually like cross-legged on the floor me too Oh my gosh, me too. For the podcast, I put I have like a little sheepskin rug and I have my rug and my tea and like I've got pillows all around me. <laughs> yes, it's like, I just, I don't know. It just feels better that way. Yeah. There's that, you know, the grounding feeling. There's actually a whole movement right now that's going on in Germany. You should look it up. And basically it's really cool. So people are getting rid of any furniture where you sit on it so like people are getting rid of their chairs and their couches and instead they're creating like little places to sit in their home instead of on a chair everyone's starting to sit on the ground and I love it so much I love it okay I'm definitely adapting that it just feels so much better I agree <laughs> I love it well Lindsay thank you I mean I know that we're going to connect in the future and I definitely want to talk to you again on the podcast sometime but you just shared such a beautiful messages and just so much like that feminine power you know I see that in, I see that in your picture, you know, it's so beautiful. You, you can see, and I will definitely link all the links to your Instagram and your website so people can see it, what I'm talking about, because it's like you see a picture and you just exude that connection to your feminine self and the nature and, and the nurture and just embracing the beauty, you know, rather than pushing away or fighting away or, or trying to be somebody we are not. So 
so mm. incredible. Thank you so much. And uh, just very quickly, Lindsay, for the listeners. So in terms of your offerings, if people would love, to, if the people would like to connect with you and, and try to work with you, what are like the best things you offer to start with? Yeah, it's a great question. So for anyone who is curious about my work, you can always pop into a ceremony that I offer. Right now, I'm offering without fail at least a new moon and a full moon ceremony every single month. And that's a really great, easy way to pop in and get a feel for what my teaching style is like, what I have to offer, what you can expect to learn if you come on and join a course with me, or you do a one-on-one coaching Because in the ceremony, I basically go through at least one of everything that I would be teaching you on a more individual basis, but it will be focused for the particular moon. So for example, the last full moon that we had was in Scorpio. And so everything for the whole ceremony was in the theme of water because Scorpio is a water sign. So everything was very fluid and flowy. And so as we move forward together, what my client would learn is how to live their life in rhythm with the cosmos and in rhythm with the seasons and and whatnot. So there's that. Um, Pop into a twice monthly as of right now ceremony. And then also I'm going to be offering some online classes and you can pop into my website or my Instagram to find more, which will be linked. But my Instagram is Shakti Spirit. And then my website is Lindsay, and I'll spell it. It's L-I-N-D-Z-E, Shakti, S-H-A-K-T-I, yoga.com. So lindsayshaktiyoga.com. And I've got a whole list of my offerings there. Wonderful. Thank you. Yes, I will definitely include all the links so it's easy for people to find you. And I personally definitely look so much forward when we can to have an experience with the horses because I think that's just so beautiful. So I can't wait when we're allowed to do that to actually have that experience. Oh, me too. I'm so excited to see everyone in person again. But until then, I'm really grateful for living in 2020 in a time where we can all connect virtually. It's such a gift. It, it, it really is. And it's our perspective, how we look at it, right? Mm-hmm. So see, you, you are a joy to talk to and I love everything you're doing. And again, thank you so much for finding the time. And I'll be so looking forward to connect with you in the future. Thank you so much, Agnes. Blessings and love to all of you. Stay well, be well, stay safe. Thanks for listening to Awaken Your Soul. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I would love for you to subscribe, share it with your friends or review it. Can't wait to connect next time. And in the meantime, you can check my website at lifewithagnes.com.